This is Cruise Radio. In these winter months, consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this bonus episode of Cruise Radio about norovirus and the recent outbreak aboard Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas. Have a guest, Chris. Him and his wife just returned from the ship, and they brought the ship back a day early for intense cleaning and sanitation. So Chris will be here in just a couple of moments. And a couple of sound bites from Amy Trefoletti. She's over at the Center for Disease Control, and she heads up the Vessel Sanitation Program. Before we get to Chris, I want to set this up for you. Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas is homeported in Port Canaveral, Florida, and was scheduled on a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise last Sunday, calling to Labadee, Haiti, Falmouth, Jamaica, and Cozumel, Mexico. So the cruise leaves last Sunday, like normal. Monday was a sea day. Everyone enjoyed their day Tuesday in Labadee, Haiti, their private destination. But then Tuesday evening, people started feeling sick. And then things kind of snowballed from there. So we're going to pick it up now with Chris. He just got off the ship yesterday morning, and he's here to talk all about his experience and what it was like being on board during this norovirus outbreak. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Doug. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on and taking the time out of your day. I understand you're a frequent cruiser with Royal Caribbean. Uh, was this the first time you and your wife have ever experienced norovirus? Yeah, it is. I mean, we've been on a lot of cruises uh, over the past, you know, 15, 20 years and never had any uh, type of issue like this. In fact, most of our family, in fact, my mother and father-in-law who are staying at the house right now uh, have never experienced anything like this as well. And and they're frequent cruisers as well. So what was the turning point for this cruise? Like, when did everything start happening? It really started uh, late Tuesday night. Uh, Mm -hmm. We went to the Aqua show and then uh, both were feeling ill after that. Um, and, and at that time had no idea that anything was even going on on the ship um, with any kind of illness. So we'll back up. You leave Port Canaveral on Sunday. Monday is a sea day. And then you're in Labadee, Haiti, their private destination on Tuesday. So that was kind of like cruising as normal throughout then? Yeah. I mean, you know, we had a great day in Labadee. Um, that's that's one of my favorite islands to go mm-hmm. to with, with Royal Caribbean. And uh, we uh, it was beautiful weather, uh, no issues at all. Um, and then, like I said, we went to dinner and then late Tuesday night, uh, both began to feel ill. And, um, at that time there was no announcement from, uh, the, the personnel on the ship, because I don't think they really knew, knew as of yet. I think really people started to go to the medical clinic late Tuesday night and early Wednesday morning is when it really, they figured that was a problem. And then did you have to go like to the medical center or like, were you quarantined? How did that work? So we didn't. Um, we we basically stayed in our room um, and were able to uh, order some waters and ginger ales to try to, you know, kind of calm our stomachs a little bit. And obviously, you know, one of the most important things with norovirus is making sure that you hydrate. Uh, and we were able to stay in our rooms. We we didn't really feel quarantined. They didn't come and check us. We didn't go to the medical clinic. We just figured that we had more than likely was food poisoning at the time uh, and didn't realize that there was uh, a norovirus outbreak on the ship at uh, when we got sick. Yeah, because the it first came out, there was like 175 sick and then 275. And then on Friday, they reported um, almost 500, like 478 people had norovirus. How, how did the ship handle this? Because they have they had to have been super like overwhelmed, but close to 500 people sick on there. 
I believe, Doug, it was probably, I don't know what was reported. I think that was probably more based on what we saw mm-hmm. um, and how we experienced the ship, knowing how many passengers were on there. I will tell you this, that they handled it amazing. Uh, I've, you know, they clearly had prepared, they had procedures in place to be able to deal with this. Um, when you went in after, you know, people were falling ill, when you went in to eat at uh, certain areas like the Windjammer and some of the cafes around, they had pulled staff that were dancers and, you know, actors in the show and singers, and they were not letting anybody touch any food or drink. They were allowing the staff to do it with gloves. Uh, they had sanitizer and was mandatory that you put it on in order to be able to enter into the, uh, to the eating halls. Um, which uh, was unbelievable to me. I mean, obviously a nuisance because, you know, your hands dry out and things like that. But the way they handled it, uh, clearly they had prepared. And, um, you know, I think if anything, they probably mobilized the entire staff and probably overworked their staff to make sure that the guests were were not getting sicker uh, by the day and the virus was not spreading. How was the communication from the bridge to the guests on board throughout the whole situation? You know, he did He did a very good job managing the situation. Uh, I felt like uh, he was transparent uh, about it. I uh, felt like that he was being honest. Uh, you know, at first when it started, they were going to, when we couldn't uh, get off in Jamaica, uh, they were going to just give us back that day. Obviously, more and more people fell ill. Uh, and then the next announcement came over the next day that more folks had become sick. And they were going to uh, basically credit the entire cruise because we were not going to be able to stop in Cozumel as well. So um, the communication to me was was very good. Uh, he was very calm um, in, in an unfortunate situation and, and did a very good job managing through it. So the ship docked in Jamaica, but you couldn't get off. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, we were there. We got there probably about 1030 in the morning in Jamaica. And um, the captain was good about giving updates. Hey, we're, we're, we're still trying to clear. Um, obviously, there was an issue because folks were second. They didn't want to bring it onto the island. Uh, we were parked uh, right next to the Disney ship that was there at the same time we were. But the communication was good. Um, and they, I think they did their best to try to negotiate to be able to let folks at least get off and experience some shopping right there in the area. But I think in hindsight, they probably... The Jamaican government made the right decision not letting folks off and, and obviously bringing that to the island as well. You mentioned that there were like dancers and entertainment staff uh, in like the Windjammer marketplace, the buffet area. Was was it um, kind of the cruise as normal as far as the production shows went and like all the restaurants being open throughout the ship during the voyage? Yeah, I mean, there were some shops that they had to close. I mean, it, on the boardwalk, you know, you've got the you've got the hot dog place, and then you've got another shop that's out there and a couple of restaurants, Johnny Rockets. They kept those open for the most part, but some of the shops, they closed. And you could tell that the reason they did it, because they had signs on the door that said, hey, we are having to use every staff member that we can in order to be able to help, um, you know, with this situation that we're dealing with. Um, and, of course, you know, being on cruisers, cruises as long as we have, we, we recognize the folks that are, um, that are dancers and, you know, they wear a little jumpsuit and things like that. We could tell that, uh, you know, they were serving bread rolls and water and coffee and things of that nature during the time. Uh, and again, I mean, I, I could not imagine having to deal with it. Clearly they had good policies and procedures in order to be able to, uh, to deal with it. And to me, you know, work in the healthcare industry and infections is a big thing in, in hospitals, um, they handled it uh, better than I've seen uh, some of my hospitals handle those type of infections hmm. uh, that they deal with on a regular basis. 
Chris, this might be a weird question, but was the casino still open? Do you know? Because I'm thinking like everyone touching those slot machines had to could pass something from one person to another. To be honest, Doug, I, I really don't know. Okay. Um, I, I don't gamble, mm-hmm. um, and obviously don't go in there just because of the smoke and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm not sure if it was open or not. Um, yeah. Obviously, it was still visible and everything, but I have no idea if it was open. Gotcha. So the cruise ended early. They offered everyone a full refund on their cruise, flight change fees, and they put people up in a hotel. What was the general mood on disembarkation? Well, you know, I've, every time we have ever cruised, we have walked off the ship early in the morning, right? So we grab our luggage and we get off because usually we're driving. Um, I have never seen as many people line up to walk off a ship as this time. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think folks were done, right? They wanted to get off. Uh, but clearly a lot of them had been sick. We heard stories as we were on the decks of people, you know, maybe two in a cabin getting sick or one child getting sick. Uh, I think people were just ready to get off. Um, and I think there were some people that were frustrated and, you know, you think about, all those people that were on there, you got 6,000 passengers on there. You think about all those people that have never experienced a cruise before. And there's probably, you know, a thousand or 1500 of them. That was their first experience. And mm-hmm. part of the reason, you know, for, for me wanting to provide feedback is that's not the normal cruise experience. The normal cruise experience goes off without a hitch and usually is uh, an amazing time for, you know, your family and friends that are on there. So, um, you know, to me, I think folks were ready to just get off and get on with their lives, but they, they really did a good job providing hotels, providing um, change fees, not only for domestic folks, but also for international folks, because it costs more to change an international flight. Um, And I think that's why we saw the line so long at guest services is, is people were worried about, you know, where do I go from here? And I think they did a good job in in communicating that and helping folks um, get other reservations and other plans. You mentioned earlier that y'all cruise a lot. Does this change your opinion of cruising or the cruise line? Well, you know, I'm not ready to go on one next week. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it really, I don't think it'll change anything for us. I mean, we hit, we have five kids and we've taken them on many cruises over the years and never had an issue and had some of the best family memories that we've ever had. And our next cruise that we're talking about is we've never gone to Alaska. And I think that's going to be something we take our youngest on maybe this summer. So for us, it really hasn't changed anything. Um, we will do it again. Um, I, I can tell you this, that I would have much rather paid the full amount and had the cruise go off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, that was not in the cards. But uh, for me and my wife, it won't change us. And I don't think it'll change my, my family's views of going on a cruise either as well. Chris, having experienced this, what would you tell people who may be worried about getting sick on their cruise? Obviously, it's something that can happen based off of what we saw this week. But you know, after cruising, I mean, I'm a diamond member on Royal Caribbean. I've been on over 20 cruises. Uh, my mother and father-in-law have cruised around the world um, and and never had an issue. Uh, I would tell them that, you know, there are some amazing places that you can go see. Um, I am very partial to one cruise line. Um, I've been on several different ones, but uh, to me, the one that is the best by far is Royal Caribbean, um, just because of the way that, uh, that, you know, they, they handle things on a regular basis. Um, but I would tell those folks, Hey, take the opportunity to be able to go and visit some of these islands and these beautiful places and experience some of the amazing excursions that they have out there that you can do. Um, and, uh, and enjoy it. Don't worry about, you know, getting sick or experiencing something like that. Because at the end of the day, the reason we all go on vacation is to unplug and recharge the batteries. Chris, I'm glad y'all are feeling better. And thank you so much for sharing your experience. 
I appreciate it, Doug. Take care and uh, have a great day. We've spoken with Amy Trifoletti before. She actually works over at the CDC and heads up the Vessel Sanitation Program. This is what Amy had to say about cruise ship inspections and norovirus. So uh, CDC's Vessel Sanitation Program, or VSP, we assist the cruise industry to prevent and control the introduction, transmission, and spread of gastrointestinal illnesses or illnesses that cause vomiting and diarrhea Mm -hmm. on cruise ships. So is this a health inspection? Uh, It's very similar to a a health inspection, but that's, that's only part of our mission. So we inspect cruise ships in periodic, unannounced operational sanitation inspections, similar to maybe what you know about from a local restaurant inspection. Mm-hmm. We also monitor gastrointestinal illness and on ships, and then we investigate or respond to outbreaks as needed. We also have a training program where we train cruise ship employees on public health practices. And then we also um, provide health education and reliable and current public health information to cruise ship industry, as well as the traveling public. Uh, public health professionals, and we also do interact with state and local health authorities. And this is what Amy had to say about preventing illness at sea. First and foremost, you know, we, we get a lot of calls or questions from the cruising public. What can I do to prevent myself from becoming sick when I'm on a cruise ship? You know, really the most important thing is wash your hands. That will help prevent the transmission of a lot of communicable illnesses. Um, So you should always wash your hands before you eat, before you drink, um, or put anything in your mouth. Also, after touching your face, going to the bathroom, and of course, when your hands are dirty. We also advise that if you see someone getting sick with vomiting or diarrhea, that you leave the area as soon as possible, um, and then report to crew staff if they have not been notified already. In general, take care of yourself. I know when you're on vacation, you tend to... um, maybe not get as much rest or drink as much water as you need to, but that's really important to help keep your immune system in in good shape and um, drinking water helps prevent dehydration. And then also be considerate of other people's health. If you're sick before taking a cruise, you can always call the cruise line to find out if there are alternative cruising options if you're not well enough to cruise. And if you get sick during the cruise, report your illness to the medical staff on board and stay in your room um, until your symptoms are gone as the medical staff advises. Thank you, Amy, for those sound bites. I also uploaded a video on the Cruise Radio YouTube channel explaining what happened on Oasis of the Seas, if you want to check that out there. I'll also link that up in the show notes. Also, Cruise Radio News, it's our daily quick hits of the news. That's on our Cruise Radio News channel now. Just type in Cruise Radio News wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, and you'll get your daily quick hits of the news over there. All right, I think we're done. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Let's see what we've got for you. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.